Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, folks. One day of that welcomed rain. Hope, hopefully we'll get more today as we uh, continue with the ground fires out there in the east and the, all of the downstream implications of that. And we know already that it's caused many, many problems for traveling throughout that area. Hopefully we get another two to three inches of rain. I never thought I'd actually say that, but I'm saying it today. We've got a great lineup for you today. We're going to talk about homeless encampments um, in the city with their new initiative. Uh, we'll also talk about holiday hiring demand, at, that it drops off, and there's concerns as a result of that. We'll touch on the Israeli-Hamas war, what the Biden administration is asking of Israel, and whether or not it, that is something that they can deliver and, of course, we'll talk about Tata Say, who's now back in custody, wondering why he was on monitoring to begin with. And in the 12 o'clock hour, we'll talk to Trey Burvant, president of Louisiana Film and Entertainment Association. The actor's strike has ended. What did they agree to, and where do we go from here? Today's our NOLA Coalition Hour. You know, we spend time with folks, uh, difference makers, working in the trenches of our city, making a difference. We'll visit with Lowry Cruz and Janisha uh, Neely. Uh, Lowry's the founder and CEO of the 18th Ward, and Janisha is the executive director of the 18th Ward. So we'll visit with them in the beginning of the 11 o'clock hour. Joining us now is Dr. Cade Brumley the Louisiana State Superintendent of Education. The Department of Education released their 2023 performance scores for the state's public schools and systems yesterday. Uh, Dr. Brumley, welcome to the show. Hey, Newell. Thanks for having me back. Always a pleasure to join you. Absolutely. I know that a lot of folks were waiting for the new scores uh, to be released with anticipation. Looks like good news. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're pleased. We've seen two consecutive years of growth. Our um, 2023 statewide performance uh, score actually exceeds, uh, is higher than our 2019 pre-pandemic number. So that's that's good. Um, but at the same time, you no, know, like I've said before, we, we know that um, we still have a lot of work to do to, to get students the education that they need and deserve. And uh but, but frankly, we think that we are um, poised and, and primed to do that and, and to accelerate uh, towards getting that done. Overall, any time that you can put together multiple years of positive gains, that, that's a good sign, hopefully, right? 
Yeah, we're, we're excited about uh, so much of the work that we're seeing out in the field. Um, really excited about the literacy work. Uh, we've tried to return to a, a back-to-the-basics approach there around the science of reading, which is really phonics-based. Uh, doing a lot of work now around returning to foundational math skills, um, thinking about the high school uh, in, in new ways to, to, to be more responsive to the needs of students today. Um, so a, a lot of good work uh, happening um, and uh, look forward to, you know, uh, what, what the future could hold as we uh, hold the line on some of these issues and then uh, introduce new endeavors moving forward. Um, how many years of kind of that changed perspective or outlook uh, that you just talked about outlining, you know, going back to the basics of reading, phonetics, uh, basic math, and spending more time there. How many years do you think it's going to take before we convince folks this is the way to go? Because there's still some naysayers out there, right? Yeah, there, there are, um, but, but we seem to be winning this particular battle. Um, we, we know that, as an example, the state of Mississippi about a decade ago put in place a series of, of reforms around literacy, uh, and those worked. I mean, the state of liter uh, Mississippi made some really uh, strong movement in the national rankings on the literacy front uh, for their kids. And so we, uh, working alongside our legislature, um, and, and they've been great on this particular issue, working alongside our state board, um, have passed a, a series of, of, of legislative instruments that, that return to the science of reading, um, really a comprehensive approach. We led the country in fourth grade reading growth on the nation's report report card and uh, continue to see gains there. So I, I think in terms of literacy, Newell, we just have to hold the line on this and, and continue to, to push hard on this particular issue. Now, the, the, the next front that we're, we're beginning is this, this math shift. So if, if we know that uh, so much of this is working with literacy, how can we mirror that with math, and so for us, quite simply, it's making sure that in in our elementary schools that we return to the teaching of foundational math skills, that we allow students time to to build their number sense and 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 build their math fluency, um, and we have to we have to also uh, make sure that every student knows they're a math kid. You know, we we shouldn't have first and second graders thinking, well, I'm I'm not good at math, I'm not a math kid. I mean, frankly, every kid has to be a math kid, and we have to make sure that, that that's what we are instilling into these uh, young kids. And so doing what we're doing in reading, um, but also looking to mirror that in math. You know, it's funny, uh, as we sit around um, my group at 65 years of age, we uh, a number of the, the members of our group still say, I wish I was a math kid. <laughs> Because life generally is a that. lot easier, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you, you and I may hear that. We, you know, we in, in conversations <laughs> with friends or colleagues, somebody will say, well, I, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a reader or I, I, I'm, I'm not a math person or science. I don't really get it. And, and I, I understand that in conversations with adults. We naturally have tendencies to, to excel in certain areas and maybe not so much in other areas. But when we're talking about a first grader, Newell, like we, yeah. we just have to yeah. make sure that they all know, look, I'm, I'm, an ed I'm going to be an excellent reader. I'm going to be an excellent mathematician. You know, we, we just have to build that confidence and not, and not isolate them into thinking that they're not able to do something. 
No, absolutely. Now, the uh, Department of Education has embarked upon this early childhood uh, learning centers across the state of Louisiana. Uh, some positive results there as well, right? Yeah, we're, we're excited about that, too. Uh, you know, many many people don't realize that the Louisiana Department of Education is, is not just a, a K-12 in- entity, but we, we actually have responsibility for early care and education centers throughout the state of Louisiana. So uh, wherever families may take a child birth to four uh, during the workday, we actually have, alongside our state board, responsibility for governance there and, and opening those centers and regulating those centers and closing those centers. And so one of the things that, that the, the legislature and the board and the department has been doing for the last several years um, is just providing um, uh, scoring for those early care centers across the state. And, and we make that available on our website at louisianabelieves.com. And so if a family is, you know, curious about, you know, I need child care for my two-year-old, let me let me look at various options available in my community. They can go on our website and they can look at the rankings of all of those child care centers and how those centers score in terms of the way in which uh, they educate and care for uh, children birth to four in the state of Louisiana. So we really think that that's a good uh, transparency element and it, it gives families really good information when they're making those decisions. Anytime you can empower the parents with information like that, my experience is they're usually positive outcomes. Yeah, and that's and that's been my perspective on birth to four, but but K twelve as well. You know, the the more that we can allow uh, informed choice, uh, the better off I think that that families are going to be. I think the more that we can promote choice overall and and give families options. Uh, so that they're in the driver's seat of the early care center or the school that, that makes the most sense for them. Um, I, I think that empowers them, just like you said, Noel. But I, I also think that that healthy competition, you know, lifts all the boats. And uh, it, it forces everyone to get better uh, within the market to, to meet, you know, the needs of, of families. Because if you're not, you know, if you're an early care center in the state of Louisiana and, and you're not doing well, you're not going to stay in business. You know, and, and so whenever we think of our schools, and in particular K-12, the more competition we can bring to those as well, I, th- I think that that's a, a positive thing to do. It's hard to motivate folks when there's no competition, has been my experience, right? I mean, you fall into this state of mediocrity all the time. Um, yeah. Because you get this false sense of security, as you just described. Right. Well, and, and, and one of the things I would call out too, Newell, we, we talked about the growth in our school performance scores within systems and all that earlier in the conversation, but none of that is possible without, uh, you know, high-quality teachers going in and, and doing their work effectively every day. So, I, you know, I want to take a moment too and just thank teachers statewide for the, for the work uh, that they do, and I think that they would recognize like I do that, you know, it's a moment to, to celebrate the growth, but, but you know, got to get back to the grind and and uh, make sure that, that we continue to improve. Yeah, you're only as good as today's performance, right? But there are a number <laughs> of highlights, uh, you know, that are out there that, that are encouraging. And I think in, in many cases probably a first for the state of Louisiana. You mentioned one about the fourth graders. Uh, is that a first for the state? Yeah, so um, our, our fourth grade performance in reading on the nation's report card, we, we led the entire country in fourth grade reading growth. Um, and, and so that's significant. In overall statewide rankings, 
Um, we moved on the nation's report card from, from 46th in the country uh, to 42nd in the country. That's, that's Louisiana's highest ever ranking. Um, U.S. News and World Report has moved us to 41. And so, you know, we're, we're on the verge of, of being in the 30s um, in these various um, uh, organizations' uh, rankings. And so I, I'm not here to, to tell you or to tell your audience that, you know, we're excited about the, the, the status of still being in the 40s. But what I, what I can confidently say is that that's good movement um, and that we believe that with, with good, bold, aggressive policy and, and shifts and cooperation, um, we, we can continue to move that forward. Louisiana's 2023 senior class earned the first annual increase in average ACT since 2017 as the national average dropped. I saw a story about the national average the other day. I was shocked. But this is encouraging news, too, because we've struggled here in Louisiana relative to that standard. We have struggled on the ACT, Newell, and, and, and we continue to struggle uh, on, on the ACT. We we saw our first increase this year on, on the ACT in quite some time, and, and that, is, that is as other states continue to fall. Uh, if you look across the country, you'll, you'll see a, a continued decline in ACT scores. We're, we're thankful that ours um, have, have ticked up, uh, although slightly. Uh, I, I do think part of it is also holding the line on ACT and saying that these standardized tests, ACT, SAT, they, they still hold value. Um, and, and we believe that there needs to be uh, a objective measurement of, of performance. And whereas other, some other states have just said, you know, we're, we're not going to look at those things anymore. And um, that hasn't been the case in our state, which is good. Um, likewise, I would call out Newell that our, our students in Louisiana and high schools really did a good job this last year on advanced placement courses. You know, AP courses require a standardized test um, at the end of the school year, um, and students can participate in AP courses and earn college credit in, you know, biology or English or government or psychology, and, and those are difficult college-level courses. And Louisiana students saw a 19% increase from 2019 until this year on students scoring a three or higher. And, and what that means if they hit those scores on that AP test is they earn college credit which means they step into their college experience already ahead of the game in terms of credits earned. Um, and it's money for the families that they're not having to pay for college courses because they already have some banked. And so we're also excited to see those AP scores rise. And those are real, right? I mean, not subject to any grade inflation or anything like that because it's independently administered. It's a national test, and, and there's no room <laughs> for there's no subjectivity uh, relative to those classes. No, you, you you can't you can't get in there and 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 play with that that data. I mean, you you can't manipulate that in any particular way. Whenever you're talking about ACT or advanced placement, uh, those are students going in. They're taking a standardized test. That's the same test in Louisiana as it is in Texas. Um, it's being graded uh, from a you know a national organization. And, you know, the, the, at the end of the day, if, if the student on the, that AP test scores a three or higher on a five-point scale, that, that means college credit. Um, yeah. So those are, those are serious tests that cannot be manipulated in any particular way uh, locally. Um, and uh, I, I think that it's a positive when kids can bank those credits for both the kid and the, and the family. On the report, 
um, the 2023 district performance scores and letter grades, there's there's a column there that says 2023 letter grade. What is that representative of? So I, I don't know if I'm going to answer your question uh, accurately, Newell, but in, in Louisiana, we give, um, we assign letter grades to schools and, and school systems. So if they hit a particular score, they earn a particular letter grade. And so as an example, our, our statewide score this year is a, a 78.5 up from a 77.1, um, which, which places us at a, a B statewide, B as in, B as in boy. And so what, what this state has done, which I think is good, is um, provided this level of awareness for every um, system in the state and every school. They all, they all get a letter grade that is assigned to, um, you know, their score. Now, you and I have had conversations over the last year, too, around my push to increase the rigor of these scores. Um, I think that our schools have done a really good job of, of meeting the, the present mark established by the present formula. Um, but, you know, I, I had called out, along with others, uh, six months, a year ago, that, uh, you know, a belief that we need to raise the bar. Um, and that was a conversation that, that we had that ultimately did not happen at the state board level. Um, but it, it, it is something that should be considered. Can we can we raise the bar um, in a way that makes sense to, to continue to drive improvement? Yeah. One of the reasons I asked is as I was looking through the metropolitan area on that letter grade, um, and, I, and I think it, they need to be singled out, um, the only uh, parish system that actually uh, moved up a letter grade, and they moved from a B to an A, was Plaquemines Parish. So I, I just want to sh- give them a shout-out and kudos to them uh, there. There are not a lot of um, – uh, an overrepresentation of A-rated schools systems in the state to begin with, and uh, it's, it's exciting to have one in the metro area that's an A. Yeah, that's that's really good news. I'm proud of proud of the work that they're doing there. Uh, I think if you really you know dig into the data, you you can learn about growth of of individual schools and and systems. And and I would encourage I would encourage families and community members to do that. I mean these. These grades and scores are available on our website at louisianabelieves.com, and, you know, they, they have the ability to go in and, and, and look in different categories for every school and system, look at growth or declines over a period of time, and, and, and I just think it's, it's helpful information. It's transparent. It's raw data. Um, it's helpful, um, and it can uh, inform, inform conversations within local communities about how to get better. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, when you look at Jefferson Parish, it's a C. Orleans is a C. Plaquemines an A. St. Bernard a B. St. Charles a B. St. Tammany a B. Um, you know, and I looked at the data for over an hour last evening, and uh, I thought it was very revealing about a, a number of different things. And it's always good to see that positive movement, right? Because y'all showed last year's grade, this year's grade, last year's uh, DPS grade, same as this year. Uh, and you get to see that in any number of categories that are carried throughout this report, not uh, the dropout um, rates and all kinds of different things, which I think are very, very in- interesting. Yeah, yeah, and, and we can keep moving it forward, Newell. I mean, uh, the, the meat of, of these scores has to do with a child's ability um, to, to master content as demonstrated on a science, math, uh, reading social studies test. And so I think moving forward, being really prescriptive about knowing 
you know, where every individual child is, making sure their family's aware, and then looking at, at opportunities for high-dosage tutoring for those kids. If they need additional help, let's get it to them. Uh, we're trying to bring that to scale. Uh, I think that expanding school choice opportunities, uh, making sure that we have high-quality uh, traditional schools, high-quality public charters, other choice opportunities, that, that will also be helpful. So just, you know, a, a lot of work remains, um, but but we have kind of wind in the sail to do that work. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, I, and I agree with you. Uh, I think a shout-out to the teachers that are difference makers each and every day. Um, some uh, places are have bigger and, and, and uh, challenges than others, uh, but that's not to take away from anyone. Everybody's uh, hopefully working hard out there trying to, trying to make a difference. And this focused approach that you all have on going back to the basics, you've heard me say this before, I think that's going to lead to huge successes if we're able to carry it forward in a consistent way for a number of years. Yeah, I, I agree, and I and I thank you for saying that, Newell, and, and also just making sure that, that we continue to work to ensure that every every child has access to one of those high-quality teachers that you described, and uh, we have to, you know, we have to continue to work on that front as well. Dr. Cade Brumley, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We know you're busy. We really appreciate your time and your insight. Have a great week. Thank you, Newell. Alrighty, folks, that's Dr. Cade Brumley, the Louisiana State Superintendent of Education. We will be right back after the break. Give us a shout on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line, 504-260-1870. This is Newell on WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You know, one of the things that I like to point out here are ironies uh, that we have in, in this country. And it's amazing how the mainstream media will highlight some and not others. You've heard me talk about this immigration crisis that we're dealing with. Well, there's a, something that has been recently revealed uh, in New York City. I talked about it the other day of them getting off the bus of a new shelter, and they're like, I'm not staying here. I want to go back to that Roosevelt Hotel over there on 40-whatever street. That's where I'm going. And then, you know, they buy them a ticket on the subway to send them back over there because the buses aren't, aren't hired to take people back to certain locations. Well, the irony continues. So let me just give you, you know, the backdrop to all of this. 
So Mayor Eric Adams back in January announced that these illegal aliens, migrants, whatever you want to call them, uh, because there's this right to shelter ordinance in New York, were straining the resources of the city. And that the city was really on a significant financial decline, one in which they're not going to be able to overcome. By September, the mayor said that the spiraling costs will destroy New York City. And by the end of that month, September, there were about 130,000 migrants that had uh, arrived in New York City. In fact, 65,000 right now are staying in city-operated shelters. The mayor, Adams, estimates that caring for the current migrants alone will cost $4.7 billion in the year 2024, and they anticipate that it will cost $6.1 billion in 2025. Now, these numbers kind of align with the administration, the present administration, that, that Joe Biden guy, right, and what his perspective is about the border. And they're recognizing that for the next, the, the remaining period of time, of Joe Biden's term, they're figuring out what this is going to cost us, cost New York City taxpayers over ten billion, almost yeah, almost eleven billion dollars. The mayor says, "Our compassion may be limitless, but our resources are not." It's the irony is is that any time a Republican would talk about things in those terms. They would be tarred and feathered. They would be brought up for ridicule. Anytime we talked about limited resources, how this is going to get paid for, where are we going to get the money, you know, we would be insensitive, uncaring, the whole nine yards. It would get even worse if we would look internally and say, well, what about citizen privilege? You've heard me talk about that a lot. Over 40 million people in this country living below the federally identified poverty level. Where are the abundance of resources that we're throwing at this issue? Where do you think that's coming from? You think others are getting less? You might be right. You've connected those dots. But you don't see the mainstream media talking about it in this context when you have a Democratic mayor who's pointing out Guess what? The obvious, right? The downstream implications of a flawed policy at the border. And it continues because Mayor Adams has now embraced the Republican governor's mantra. He wants to share the wealth. He wants to share the wealth of illegals and migrants that come to this country. He's the beneficiary of too much. It is straining the resources of his city. He recognizes that in order to provide the services to citizens, he's got to rid himself of the burden of individuals that have come to this country illegally. So what does he propose? Most of you probably haven't even heard of what he proposed. So starting... About two weeks ago, 
They opened a re-ticketing center that's operated by the city at an abandoned school in the East Village, an old Catholic school. And there, city officials, hold on to your seat, will book one-way flights for these individuals to guess where? Anywhere in the world. Anywhere but New York. It doesn't matter. You go there, you'll get a one-way ticket to anywhere in the world that you desire to go. The, the, the individual operating this program says the city will redouble efforts to purchase tickets for migrants to help them take the next steps in their journeys. Because the one thing for sure that they don't want in New York now is for the journey to end in the Gotham City. Not now, not ever. The reticketing center has posted notifications in, hold on, English, Spanish, Arabic, French, and Russian. Wow. Do you remember some of the proposals that came forward in the Trump administration? Do you remember Ron DeSantis? Do you remember the governor in Texas? Do you remember other governors taking similar actions and the mainstream media destroying these individuals for looking inwardly and having figured out that they did not have the financial assets and resources to support these endeavors that they found themselves in placed upon them by the Biden administration? It made headline news almost every day for weeks on end. Crickets here. We're buying one-way tickets to anywhere. At some point, it may be a first-class ticket. Who knows? The irony continues in the double standard in the way that we deal with this issue. But it's catching up to the Biden administration. Because the UN cry amongst a number of Democrat officials across this country that are trying to do the math, not the common core math, the old-fashioned math. They're ending up with negative numbers. And as they face a skeptical and cynical electorate who's not willing to tax themselves more to overcome and to deal with this issue, the only place that they can go is irony. We'll be right back. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. So while we're on the irony train, let us consider the following. An adult individual pulls up to someone while walking in a neighborhood and shoots that individual multiple times execution, leaving the victim paralyzed from the waist down and will be facing physical challenges for the rest of their life. The perpetrator, the scumbag, the scum of the earth, is captured, goes to jail, and gets out on an attempted first-degree murder charge and is put on electronic monitoring. And that individual, surprising as it may be, ends up cutting the electronic monitor off. This is as a result of reimagining policing, reimagining the criminal justice system. We have reimagined it to a point where we are offender-centric as opposed to victim-centric. I can't think of a more obnoxious case than this. Tommy Tucker had Elizabeth Hansard on the show earlier about her son Noah. Yeah, this is a real case right here in the city of New Orleans. This is a case that we should really be embarrassed about totally. The perpetrator is an adult, shoots Noah multiple times execution style. Noah will be challenged for the rest of his life. Noah is an incredible, phenomenal young man. To hear his story, to hear his zest and his struggle for life is just awe-inspiring. Can anything near that be said about Tata Se? No. But because we're reimagining our criminal justice system, because the progressives are in control, because they're telling us that we're insensitive, heartless fools, because we want to worry about the victim as opposed to the offender, how we get to a point 
that we allow this individual, the type of bond that he had posted for him, less than $200,000, and then to allow this individual to get out and be put on electronic monitoring. How anybody in their right mind can put their head on their pillow and say that this is, at this juncture, in this criminal prosecution, is just... They are blind. They are blinded by their ideology. They are blinded but what, by what they believe to be right. And they are completely and totally insensitive to the Hansard fa- family and, more importantly, Noah. Now, these people are class people. They are very patient. When you hear Miss Elizabeth talk to Tommy, and he's talked to her probably a half a dozen times, if not more, through this process, process, God bless her. I would be angry. Angry. Everyone should be angry. This community should be angry. We should be looking for accountability of the officials that made these types of decisions. As we fight for the future of our city and the safety and security of our family, our children, and everything else out there, to have this wiped in our face is a disaster. How do we convince anyone that this is the place that you want to live when you have stuff like this going on. And before I forget, I want to thank the U.S. Marshals Violent Crime Task Force. I've said before, they can find the tick on the ass of a donkey in the middle of the Mojave Desert. And thankfully, they were able to find this perpetrator in very short order and get him back off the streets And maybe, just maybe, maybe, hopefully, maybe we won't be engaged in the irony of reimagining anything. And we just do it the good old-fashioned way. And we give them what they are due. And what Tata say is due at this point in time is to sit his ass in jail and wait to go to trial. Just maybe. How many times do you have to shoot someone to not be considered for electronic monitoring? Please, somebody give me the number so that we can know and set our expectations appropriately. To this reimagined world in which we live in, in the city of New Orleans. Let's reimagine this. Whatever judge did this, let's reimagine them right out of office. We'll be right back. Folks, when we come back, we have our NOLA Coalition Hour. We'll visit with Lowry Cruz and Janisha Neely. Uh, Lowry's the founder and CEO of the 18th Ward, and Janisha is the executive director of the 18th Ward, and we'll talk about the programs that they're providing our kids in the city of New Orleans. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.